everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Monday, February 29th. It's Leap Day. Yes, it is. Dorinda, you're still here. I'm still here. I'm so happy to see you. Hanging out with you. (laughs) Uh, We are kind of coming down off of Fearless. What Mm -hmm. an amazing uh, event that had been prayed for for a long, long time. And we've got another one coming up. We do. April 15th and 16th in Chattanooga at Calvary Chapel. All right. So those of you who are in Fearless, uh, uh, this past weekend in mm-hmm. Vancouver, we would love it if you would share about the new one that comes up. And also, we're looking for new locations right. for the fall we are. Yes. of 2016, yep. and we're coming up with an actual totally new thing for 2017. Mm-hmm. Very, very exciting. So if you guys want to host that, if, if you're listening to this and you would like to host um, one of those conferences, which in 2017 will be rebranded. Mm-hmm. Um, please, how do they get a hold of you, Dorenda? They just email me, Dorenda oh. at thebusymom.com. So Dorenda, simple. So simple, Dorenda, <laughs> D-U-R-E-N-D-A. Thank you, Heidi. You're welcome, at thebusymom.com. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep talking today about uh, the radical cost of following Jesus, and I kind of want to take it to a different, a little bit different slant. So last time we talked about... Um, how important it is for us to live like we are people who have been redeemed, right. the importance of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and recognizing that that is our only hope is found in him. That's right. I love uh, the verse that says, some might trust in horses, and mm-hmm. some might trust in chariots, mm-hmm. some might trust in Donald Trump, right? Some might trust in Ted <laughs> she Cruz. She had to throw that in there, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> but we will trust in the name of the Lord. You know, That's I got to right. tell you, you know this about me, but my knees are knocking mm-hmm. when I look around mm-hmm. me, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. where are the Christians. Mm-hmm. Where are they? I know. We're, the Bible says that we're supposed to be set apart, that we, have, we are a chosen people, mm-hmm. that we're not supposed to look like the world. And yet, if you go into a movie theater right now, you can't tell them apart. That's right. You can't tell us apart. You can't tell us apart by the things we're watching in our homes. You can't tell us apart by the things that we mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. I asked someone the other day uh, who had said to me, you know, what is, what is, uh, why wouldn't you, uh, why aren't you excited about voting for Donald Trump? And I just said, one of the things that I, that greatly frustrates me is I don't like the the um, the words that come out of mm-hmm, his mouth. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be aspiring to be like uh, the president of the United States, right? The highest office in the land, and it seems to me that it should be the office should invoke some respect. Mm-hmm. But the person who's in the office should be respectable, right? In the way that they speak. And then I got to thinking, he's kind of a reflection, of a little bit of a microcosm, mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. of Christianity at large, yeah. which is I think why he won South Carolina in a landslide, mm-hmm. right? Uh, even though the Christians supposedly came out to vote. <laughs> and it's interesting to me to sort of, you know, as I'm watching these um, these things play out, it's interesting to note that a lot of this landslide started with our decision as a nation, as mm-hmm. Christians, and I, I know a lot of them who have talked about uh, abortion, mm-hmm. and they felt like, you know what, um, it's a woman's right to choose, mm-hmm. when God clearly says that life Right. Life belongs to him. Right. He is the he is the one right. who gives life. He is the one who takes life away. Mm-hmm. And um, certainly the murder of the unborn in this country, huge mm-hmm. big deal. And then the Supreme Court decided to uh, uh, go against God's law mm-hmm. and legalize gay marriage. We've done that in this country. And I want to kind of talk about marriage today because I think this is sort of part of the bigger of the bigger discussion mm-hmm. of walking with Christ and the radical cost of following Jesus and. Uh, and what the church has done, what gospel-loving churches, Jesus-loving people have done to undermine marriage in this country. Mm-hmm. And my um, kind of, I guess, um, a warning to those of you who are listening to this and you don't think it matters, 
It absolutely, absolutely does. matters. Mm-hmm. God has a lot to say in his word about sin. And certainly, and we were uh, reading from the book of Colossians a couple of weeks ago about uh, God's desire that we live lives that are holy and set apart. That's right. And he is so clear on the issue of homosexuality that it isn't even up for debate. It's not. It's not. You know, I think the thing that's happened is truth has become relative in this country, and Christians have bought into that lie instead of looking to the Word of God and saying, "This is this this is above everything else, and everything should be filtered through that." And um, and that's where we've just we've gone awry, and it's time to get back Mm -hmm. into the Word and to and to uphold the Word of God for what. It really is. Mm-hmm. And that is the truth. That absolutely is the truth. And the reason that it's so important for us as, as believers to defend traditional marriage is, be, is not because we think it's a good idea. It's because God thinks That's it's right. a good idea. That's and right. our lives are supposed to reflect exactly um, our our belief mm-hmm. in the Word of God and, and our belief in the authority of Scripture. That's right. And marriage is a reflection of the church's relationship to Jesus. Mm. And so that needs to stay pure and that needs to stay biblical Mm -hmm. in order for it to be a true and accurate representation Mm -hmm. of the body of Christ's relationship with Jesus. Yes. And I think it's true that even among uh, churches that are gospel loving and Mm -hmm. and, and people that are, you know, our churches are full of people who love the Lord and don't know his word. And we've talked about this over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am on a on a little bit of a crusade. (laughs) Just a little bit. Just a little bit of a crusade (laughs) uh, to to end biblical literacy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. among Christian women uh, because I've it's so devastating. It's become so devastating to us now as a culture and our children, oh my goodness, uh, our children are coming into a world right. that my grandparents could not have imagined. Mm-hmm. And so much of it is because we are not uh, we are not realizing there, that there's a cost That's involved right. in right. following Jesus. And even among gospel preaching congregations, we've contributed uh, to the steady erosion of a once strong institution. And I'm not talking about, you know, divorce and or the, the wink and the nod that we give to sort of, you know, people right. who decide to live together. Um, we're talking about powerful messages that we're sending to the world and to our children, particularly and honestly to ourselves about mm-hmm. how we how we think about marriage and it ha- and it is a reflection on how we feel about the authority of scripture mm-hmm. and i'm wondering you said that you'd read an article uh, was it by john piper mhm um about marriage and i'd love to hear you know what your takeaway uh, was on that but i was thinking you know i'm wondering as i'm sitting here in my little you know corner of the world um if we if it's too late and we, you know, my husband and I have been talking about this a lot. Is it too late to turn back the tide of the culture in the country? Is it, or is it going to, or is it just a landslide? Is this mm-hmm. just going to be the mm-hmm. way, is this the new normal from now on? And I kind of think it doesn't really matter. I was just going to say, does it matter? It I don't really, think it really, I don't think it, does. it doesn't change. Uh, it, it shouldn't at least change the heart of a believer. If anything, I hope it snaps us out of our lukewarm sort of manby pamby Christianity. That's right. That we have, you know, we've sort of adopted this cheap grace in the culture. Right. And we were listening this morning to um, a pastor talking about what true courage is. Yeah. And that is that is digging in and doing the right thing and doing what needs to be done, mm-hmm. knowing that 
very easily it it mm-hmm. it may not change anything yeah. but you do it because it's the right thing to do yeah that you may you you're you're courageous when you know when you jump into the battle even though you're probably on the losing side that's right you know the side that's, that's right. going to well, lose you know which is debatable cuz um actually we're on the winning side we are ultimately on the winning side. we're going to win yeah but... <laughs> remember that song from the 80s that um, destined to win song yeah. i don't know if it was, the, was that the uh, rust half <laughs> harkening back to my you know Early CCM days. You're, you're dating yourself. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I like to do that, as you know. So it doesn't really matter if the culture, if the culture, uh, if we lose morality in a landslide, which it kind of looks like that's what's going to happen, right. or if you know the gospel coalition comes in or the moral majority decides to take over or whatever. If our hearts aren't to follow Jesus, it really doesn't matter. And it really, and at the end of the day, look what's happened in China and other countries mm-hmm. who have rejected the mm-hmm. Lord. And God has done amazing things in the lives of those men and women who have uh, been sifted, really. That's right. Oh, they have right? been. And yeah. there's no, kind of at that point, there's no turning back. And I kind of wonder if that's where we're heading uh, in the culture. Right. Yeah. I was reading an article by uh, John Piper, and he was talking about the danger of indecisive discipleship. Mm-hmm. And he said, no one, you know, Jesus said, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You can't plow a straight furrow while looking back. You can't serve Christ. That is, you can't make Christ look great if you are always second guessing the value mm. of following him. Looking mm-hmm. back means longing back. It means that we are not really sure that he's worth following. And I thought that was just really convicting. Mm-hmm. We we need to be convinced, and we need to know mm-hmm. that he is worth following. Yeah, he is, and I and he's demonstrated that mm-hmm. in his word. That's right. Uh, we were reading. Some of you are familiar with the Jesus Storybook Bible. If you're not, I'll link back to a wonderful uh, way to get God's word into the hearts of your kids. But if you've never read the account of the crucifixion of Christ, which we're mm-hmm. coming now into the Easter season, if you've never read that account of the crucifixion, it is. It's incredible. It's an incredible reminder that Jesus, who could have called 10,000 angels, mm-hmm. all he had to do was say a word, and they would have taken him down off that cross. That's right. It wasn't that he could not have done that. It's that he didn't he do chose it. He not chose to. not to do that mm-hmm. for the sake of love, that he loved us. And I wonder if, as Christians, if we're if we have forgotten the sacrifice that Jesus made so mm-hmm. comfortable in our Christianity mm-hmm. and so comfortable really in our freedom mm-hmm. uh, to to worship him as we want to, that we have forgotten about the sacrifice that Jesus mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. on the cross for us. Mm-hmm. And I guess I want to just encourage, we said the other day that we would come back and give uh, you a couple of things that you could do. I want to encourage you to be in the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about marriage at the beginning of this podcast. God has a plan for marriage. He That's talks right. about that in the book of Genesis. And Genesis one twenty seven was the verse that I quoted earlier. And in Genesis 2, the uh, the Lord said, it's not good for man to be alone. A moment of silence for man not being alone. <laughs> right? right? God knew. He, he created us. He created us from dust. And God said, I'm going to make a helper that's suitable for a man. And he out of the uh, out of man, he created woman. And this is right in, in the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you guys, get into the Bible, the image of God. Um, we the Bible says we are created in the image of God, and That's we right. have a responsibility to act like it. That's right. To be uh, to act like the people that God says we are uh, redeemed and set apart. So I want you to be encouraged. We have a mighty. We serve a mighty God. Amen. A mighty Savior, and He is not unaware of what's happening around us. That's and right. I believe He's going to bless. Uh, those of us that choose to follow Him, regardless of how unpopular. Mm-hmm. That becomes in the culture. That's right. He always has from mm-hmm. the beginning of time. He mm-hmm. has blessed his people who have called on his name mm-hmm. and turned their hearts toward him. Yep, absolutely right. And uh, I'm going to take a little page out of Jeremy uh, Carmichael's 
playbook today because he preached on this sermon a while ago, and I loved it so much. We talked about this the other day. Mm -hmm. What are three things that we can do um, as we try to live our lives in a way that pleases the Lord in spite of all the things that are going on around us, rather mm -hmm. than become despondent and discouraged and right. or afraid? Mm -hmm. You know, you know mm -hmm. me with my whole big, you know, come on. <laughs> you know, we serve the captain of, right. of the army, of the Lord of hosts, mm -hmm. the Bible says. Why are we running? Why are we afraid? It speaks to our trust in the Lord mm -hmm. when we live lives that are that are fear-driven and fear-based. But a few things that we can do, we talked about this the other day, live like we've been rescued. That's right. Live like people who have been chosen and rescued that mm -hmm. we are we live lives that are um that are grateful that's right because we recognize the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross and the next thing is to learn to become people of peace mm -hmm. um I wonder you know Dorinda what that looks like I don't think that when we become people of peace that means that we just sit back and don't get involved no, it's not peace at all cost that's right it's not peace at all cost and we need to know the difference between grieving mm-hmm and becoming despondent. That's and right. I think in our in our grief, I think that's what happens. We're either lashing out in anger, which we see all over, mm -hmm. you know, all over mm -hmm. the internet, or we become um we become indifferent. Right. Um we become just which I think that in our indifference is is it's dis despondence. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is what's fueled the abortion industry in this that's country. Right. Our indifference has fueled uh the the rise of uh the gay rights movement and now the transgender movement that mm -hmm. we're seeing in Washington State is mm -hmm. is taken a hold of, you know which is a whole other podcast, um, but to live like people of peace. In other words, we get to say we have something inside of us that nobody else has. That if, they right. don't, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, you don't have it. And that thing is peace. Mm -hmm. It's the knowledge that no matter what happens, God is going to see you through it. That's and right. And he's going to be there. Well, and that's what's going to make us stand out from yes. everybody else. Everybody's yeah. bickering and fighting or angry or um, afraid. Yeah. And if we're not those things, mm -hmm. they're going to say, what is it you have mm -hmm. that that you can be like this? Yeah. And it's then a we fruit can of tell the spirit. them. Yeah. Absolutely. is a fruit of the spirit. And the last thing is to learn to become forgivers, mm. to seek to forgive. The Bible says that we have been forgiven, mm -hmm. that God forgave us our sins while we were still sinners, while we were shaking our That's fists right. at a holy God. That's right. He looked down on us in love and sent his son, Jesus. And if God can do that, surely we can learn uh, to be forgiven, to be forgivers ourselves. We have been forgiven so we can also turn around and forgive. That means mm -hmm. when someone uh, does something unkind to you or someone, you know, I mean, certainly this is a hot hot season. It is. Um, coming into, I'm afraid to like open my computer every day, you know, right, I right. kind of tiptoe There's over flames. to it. I know. <laughs> There's flames coming out of my computer. I, you know, I've, I've been watching uh, with, with, uh, you know, a fair degree of horror, I guess, uh, some uh, very well-known Christians who have chosen to take a stand for righteousness mm -hmm. in this generation. And you know, what I've noticed is when you put your head up above the trench, mm -hmm. right? It used to be that your values got shot. They don't shoot for you. They don't shoot for your value or mm -hmm. your standpoint. They shoot you, right? So it's character assassination. It's um, and we're not we're not playing fair anymore. I mean, right. it's uh, you know you've heard the term "all's fair in love and war." Mm -hmm. This is spiritual war, and I got to tell you, nothing's fair. Mm -hmm. And so, learning to forgive sometimes, I think when you when you put your head up there and you say, "Hey, you know." Um, follow me as I follow Christ, and then people shoot at you. Right. It can be really hard to do, but yet God's called us to forgive. Mm -hmm. And when he was being nailed to the cross, he said, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I really think that a spiritual blindness has fallen over Absolutely. this nation. And as Christians, if we're going to be like Jesus, and we're going to be set apart, and we're going to count the cost mm -hmm. of following him, part of that cost is forgiving. That's right. Part of that cost is getting up the next morning and saying, well, that was a bummer. <laughs> 
And uh, Lord, give me strength That's for right. today. That's right. And help me to be a witness for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are listening to this tonight and you're and you're frustrated by what's happening around you, um, I totally get it. I know Dorinda gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know more than us getting it, because really who cares if we get it or not. Right. Uh, the Lord gets it. That's the right. Father understands. Mm-hmm. And you can come to him. You can find peace for your soul. You can find rest. And the Bible says that those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings as eagles. They will walk and not grow weary. They will they will run and not faint. That's the God we serve. Mm. You can trust Him. We'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.